Welcome to the Church Basement Podcast. Today's topic is the transfiguration. Grab a cup of coffee or tea, strap on your running shoes, or pick up your knitting needles and join us. Let us introduce ourselves. I'm Pastor Amanda Zenzelo, and I serve at Central Lutheran Church in Northeast Portland, Oregon. And I'm Don Miller, a member here at Central and the producer of the podcast. Okay, straight up, what's transfiguration? Because all I can get in my head is Calvin and Hobbes and his transmogrifier. <laughs> and I'm guessing that's not quite it. It's a church holiday that's one of those church holidays that's about, like, it's an event. So it's not as much about a theological concept as Trinity Sunday. Okay. But it's it's a weird event. You're calling it a weird event? I'm calling it a weird event. It's a weird well, event. Well, I cannot that wait to find more. Yeah, okay, so it's this day in Jesus's ministry where he goes up on a mountain with a couple of select disciples. Okay, so it's not something that happens in his childhood. Nope. There's four things that happen, maybe. Yep, nope, not childhood. This is during his ministry. So this okay. is after his baptism, but before he's killed. He's got disciples. Right. Got... He's called them. Okay. He's been healing. He's been okay. doing stuff. And then they go up this mountain, but not all of them, just a few of them are with him. And then they wake up and they see one of them with him is Peter. And the disciples see Jesus chilling with Moses and Elijah. As one does. Right. And they're all glittery. As one is. <laughs> Glowy white. As no bleach could make their clothes. Okay. It's like the best Tide Pod commercial ever. Yeah. So it's this glowy jesus is shiny really bright and is it one of those things where in the story he's like what i'm just standing here and everybody else can see the people next to him or is he like yep no he's like chilling with the dudes like um, he's <laughs> i'm chatting with moses <laughs> he's chatting and we're with hanging moses and elijah okay and he's doing his thing and peter is like whoa this is really awesome and then Peter looks at them in all this and, and doesn't know what else to do. So he's like, we're going to make you tents. And this relates to like a Jewish festival and the festival of booths in the Jewish history and okay, all kinds of things anyway. And Jesus says, no, we're not staying here. We've got to keep going. We're not going to stay here. And Peter's like, no, but dude, this is really cool. We're going to well, build yeah. you some tents. We're going to stay right here because it's awesome. And Jesus is like, no, we, we've got work to do. And by the way, don't tell anybody that you just saw this. Okay, so they go up this hill, mountain. Yep, holy place. Not some special Mount of Olives. I think it something, is something. one of the special mountains, but I can't remember it right off the top of my okay. head. Even though I'm preaching it this Sunday, yep. Okay. Human so being. They're up a special mountain, mm -hmm. and there's glowing, there's sparkles. Mm -hmm. And he's like, nah, we're just moving on. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, and the chilling. disciples are like, okay. Well, and chilling with the two greatest figures of well, sure. of Jewish history, Moses and Elijah. Maybe not the two greatest, but two of the hey, greatest. Hey, we got commandments coming out of one. Right? And Elijah's the prophet, like a huge mm -hmm. important prophet. So two really, really important figures and and lots of glowing. Okay. Is it ever explained why? No. One way or another? No. Does this show up in all of the Gospels? 
all of the synoptics might be in John, but I don't know off the top of my head. Okay. But it's even in Mark. Like, it's even in the shortest one. It's in Mark. It matters. It's important. Okay, so it matters because... And I'm making these faces, and I'm sounding like this. You really are. (laughs) You did not want to do this topic, even (laughs) though it's the next big thing coming up on the church calendar. Totally avoided it for the last month, and we're finally recording it. And you're avoiding it because why? I have one good sermon on the transfiguration in me, and I have to preach this every year. Okay, that was going to be one of my questions. It comes up every time. Every year. It's not like Anna and Simeon who come up... Once a decade. Mm -hmm. No, no. This is every single year, the Sunday before Ash Wednesday. When you're right in the middle of finishing all your planning to make sure that your Ash Wednesday leads into your Lent, which leads into your Holy Week, and you're in the midst of making sure everything is done, transfiguration kind of sneaks up on you because Ash Wednesday moves, because Easter moves. Well, yeah, but this seems like it's kind of a slam dunk thing, right? Here we go. Here's where the disciples are like, yeah, our lives are not a waste. Here's just an awesome, obvious sign That Jesus is totally cool. Following the right guy. And then says, don't tell anybody about it. Well, you know. And don't make a tent and don't want to stay here. It's a really confusing passage. And why did it have to happen? Why? Yeah, but the introvert in me says, don't, I don't, (laughs) why would you want to make a big deal? Don't make a big deal. Just let it be what it is. Moses and Elijah. (laughs) It's a big deal. Right? And. I mean, I can spin this like every pastor. I can find something to say about this. Sure. But seriously, I had one good sermon about this within me. And then I don't know what else to say about it. This is a big moment. This is a, yep, Jesus is the guy. Mm-hmm. He's the Messiah. Woo, sparkles. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know what else to say. And I'm supposed to talk for 12 minutes on Sunday. So does it just end there in the Gospels? Shh, don't tell anybody. Yeah, and then, then they, they move back. on? Yeah, then they go back down the hill. There's no... It doesn't come back. There's no dudes going, but really? Or in the human form of, I'm going to tell anybody anyway because I can't keep this giant secret? Yeah, no. Wow. Right? That's bizarre. I mean, there's That seems things- like an outlier. There are things to say about it. I'm sure that I can, obviously, I'll come up with something. But I think that these kinds of one-off events or these sort of things that are theologically based, right, Mm -hmm. or that point to a theology are harder to preach and harder to explain why. They're harder to preach and they're harder to explain because... At the end of the day, you've got to figure out who you think Jesus is in order to be able to explain it. You can't just think that he's the one? Sure. But what does it mean that Jesus is the one? means you're on the right track, doesn't it? That's one way to take it. Oh, man. See, this is why I'm not in your position. (laughs) But there's, I mean, there's a hundred thousand different ways to take that then, which is part of why the transfiguration can be preached every single year in millions of congregations over centuries, mm-hmm. I just feel like I'm tapped out <laughs> of things to say about it. 
I had one sermon I really liked about it, and I have preached it at all three of my congregations. So. <laughs> <laughs> and, and now I'm like, and I wish go. I could take this Sunday off. Do you ever go looking for other sermons to see if you can figure out more? Well, there's always commentaries and research and things to read about every week's lessons. It's just whether or not will I run away to the Old Testament reading? Will I run to the second lesson instead of preaching on the gospel? So every year this comes up, you look at the other readings that are coming up and are like, please. Well, that's every Sunday. <laughs> you know, I look at all of them. But I mean, or really, whatever's going on yeah, in the world yeah. as well. Can and provide. Trinity Sunday is much the same way for me on this, is that it's just really hard or Christ the King Sunday. And some of these mark end of season. Mm -hmm. So this marks the end of the Epiphany season. And it fits into the Epiphany story. The entire point of the Epiphany season is God being made obvious in the world. Mm -hmm. We have the birth of Jesus at Christmas, and then this season that comes after we see the kings point to Jesus and say, look, he's really here. This is the one. This is the Messiah. We hear Simeon and Anna's story. We see the disciples being called and believing in Jesus as being the one worth following. So there's all these pieces that are happening and Jesus being revealed through his healings, particularly in this year, we've gotten the Markin healings. And so Jesus being obviously the one in the world. And so mm -hmm. the culmination of that season is the transfiguration. It's like the period at the end of the sentence. And if you hadn't noticed it before now... Here's a shiny, glittery Jesus to show you. Yeah. <laughs> right? Because who doesn't love a shiny, glittery Jesus? Right? So, I mean, nightlight Jesus. I don't know. Like, it, From a children's standpoint, though, this should be a little easier, a little more fun. But if I don't understand it, how do I help the three-year-old understand it? Oh, man, you don't have to do anything with the three-year-olds but throw glitter at them and you're all done. <laughs> Then they yeah, got it. That's hard to vacuum. <laughs> <laughs> glitter does get everywhere. Everywhere. Oh, man. Just set off a glitter bomb and move on. That would be the best sermon ever. I would do that. There you I go. I would totally do that. It's really tempting to just bring back an I Wonder I Notice sermon for this mm -hmm. to see what other people hear in this because it's a tough passage in the sense of I have nothing original to say. I'm fascinated that this one is called out in particular because there are some other stories that I know I've heard over the years, over and over again. And they're usually parables, and it's usually, mm -hmm. you know, the prodigal son or sure. the loaves and fishes miracle and that kind of stuff. But that this is the one, the one where you get, like, the obvious good news and the big giant sign that's the one that's the hardest to preach. For me. Well. For me. Yeah. I mean, I think for other people, it could be the other ones. I think part of what's easier about preaching parables or healing stories or those year after year or Doubting Thomas. I could preach Doubting Thomas every single week. And I think that's easier because there's so much nuance to it. Mm -hmm. There's so many different avenues to enter into the story that I can see. And my brain can imagine 15 different perspectives on the situation. And this one, it's so obvious and it's so blatant. It's the spiritual two by four upside the head. And it's not even one gospel over another is easier for you or 
maybe I haven't spent enough time to see the nuance in the presentations. Okay. Some of the stories that we get over and over again, like Doubting Thomas, we get every year, the first Sunday after Easter. Mm -hmm. That's always from the Gospel of John because that's the only gospel that has that story in it. Okay. So some of these that are one-offs that we hear once a year come from the same gospel okay. over and over again. But this is coming out of Mark. This is this Mark in year, so we're going to hear the Mark Transfiguration account. And maybe if I sat down with the parallel gospels and saw the differences and the nuance in the story more or, you know, those kinds of pieces. It's early in the week. Mm-hmm. We're, we're on Wednesday for folks who don't know when we record. So there's still lots of time for me to be doing my study this week. Mm-hmm. And your questions are obviously going to impact how I enter into this this week. I think it's just, I'm really tired of Transfiguration Sunday. Oh, that's fascinating I'll be this whiny when it comes to Trinity Sunday as well. Mm. I know that we've covered St. Francis because you usually end up somewhere around there because Mm -hmm. of the whole cloverleaf thing. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if we covered Trinity Sunday, and now I'm just fascinated to do that one, too. (laughs) But getting back to this. Uh Uh-huh. So this is not just a Lutheran thing either. This is something you're going to find. Yep. So if you go back to the Church Year podcast, you'll see the Transfiguration Sunday is a holy festival in the church calendar year. Okay. And it's every year. This is the festival that ends the season after Epiphany. Epiphany ends the season of Christmas, mm-hmm. and Christmas Day ends the season of Advent, and then Christ the King ends the season after Pentecost. Okay. And Pentecost ends the season of Easter. And then everything goes green for a very long time. Very long time. <laughs> <laughs> All right, then, let's hit the last question. If you don't really care for this particular passage, what would you rather be preaching on? Uh, doubting Thomas. <laughs> Really? I, I mean, I get that one because I am doubting Thomas or, to this day. Or Mark 3, 1 through 6, which is like so far down in the season when it could come up that it almost never happens. Because there are Sundays after Epiphany and Sundays after Pentecost that don't always get used because of when because the, of the season calendar and when moves it falls around. and the moon phases and whatnot. Yada, yada, yada. And so... I have never had the opportunity to preach on Mark 3, 1 through 6 in my years of ministry. And that's one of my favorite scripture passages. Come on, give us a little heads up. What is it? It is a healing miracle that Jesus does in the temple. Okay. He's done other healing miracles before this in Mark because he's already healing in Mark 1. And this is Mark 3. But it's one of the healing miracles that he does on the Sabbath in the temple. And so this is the healing miracle where he gets set up. It's really good. We could do a podcast on that and I would be a happy clam. I'm still utterly fascinated that you got this big giant, here it is, this is the guy. (laughs) And you're like, no, not really. (laughs) Give me something that's not obvious and easy. Maybe this year... I will see it in a different light. (laughs) We'll find out on Sunday. Pun intended. Stay tuned. (laughs) Well, thank you, Pastor Amanda, for taking the time to help us learn a little more about the Transfiguration. I look forward to sitting down with you another week on another topic. As do I. And thank you all for joining us. If you would like to find out what ends up happening on Sunday morning with this sermon, 
You can find the live stream of our worship at centralportland.org, or you can click directly to our Facebook page where it will live stream via Facebook. We would love to hear from you. Leave us a comment on Facebook. You can send us an email at podcast at centralportland.org or leave us a review on iTunes. It would be great to hear from you. Until we are back in your ears again, remember, God loves you no matter what.